it seems like I was just here yesterday, which I probably was. But anyways, it's another Tuesday. Well, you like the studio, so. <laughs> hey, who is that voice over there? <laughs> I didn't. Re- I, in case the listeners uh, don't remember this this <laughs> voice of this other person, that's Andy Bozak. He. Uh, He's been away for a little while, uh, playing Gregory. playing family softball, something or other. But uh, <laughs> he did win that game, by the way, too. Oh, so. well, thanks First for sharing that. Our our audience was on their the edge of their seats, wanting to know if if there was a victory in the speaking in the of cards. I share our schedule on the Facebook page. <laughs> now that you said that, <laughs> just teasing. All right, but anyways, you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM. Uh, this is Porter County Buzz. Uh, the voice you're listening to right now is Greg Sims, and uh, the other voice that you heard was Andy Bozak. Um, we are all about Porter County news, and uh, you can hear us again on Saturday at 8 o'clock. You can email us to 8, 8 p.m. Oh, that's right, 8 p.m. Uh, at pcbuzz103 uh, at yahoo.com. Uh, if you have any complaints about Andy's uh, missing the show, we'd, we'd glad to hear it. And other uh, other stuff, we'll <laughs> address it. Um, Andy is poking me right now, so that's why I'm, I'm laughing a little bit. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, we have an awesome guest today. Extraordinaire. Ex- yeah, see, <laughs> extraordinaire. Uh, De- Debbie and it's Gun. Gun. That's correct, Debbie Gun. Okay. I just want to make sure. Did you trouble with pronouncing gun? Was that No, it's just an awkward. Okay. Two N's throws people off. Oh, so two N's? Yes. Uh, S-E-N-D-B-B-Y and D-B-B-Y and gun. Very unique. <laughs> and and Miss Gun is with our 911 department, yes. correct? And, right. and so it's, what's the actual title? It's communication. I'm the executive director of the Porter County Central Communications Department. There you go, that long That's title. That's a mouthful. <laughs> wow. And I noticed she's got a 911 car. When we were pulling up, I was like, ooh. I know. I don't have a 911 car. I don't even have a car. <laughs> I got that little bicycle outside. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but anyways, yes, uh, Debbie, uh, it, it's exciting to have you here. And nine one one, go yeah, ahead, go so ahead. I guess just to talk about it a little bit, because recently we had our old nine one one director, and I'm gonna just short nine one one. And in case director. he's listening, Andy called you old, Tony. He called you old. <laughs> okay, so our former and old, because he was older than me, nine one one director has left, and he, he got another position in another town, I believe, closer to where he lived, and it just mm-hmm. it worked out better for him, and that opened up this opportunity for you to step into so kind of talk about um, what made you want to be the 911 director what made you want to step into that role and be on the firing squad not squad but wow. uh, when you Dang. come against the co- or come in front of the council <laughs> you know um, you are now the head of the comp or the uh, organization so <laughs> well I've Trump, Greg. <laughs> spent my career here in Porter County um, with the Porter County 911 Center I started actually in 1997 and I worked here for a few years until I moved to Pontiac Michigan Ooh, um, where I, I was no longer in public safety while I was there but coming back here I, I got back into this career and following in Tony's footsteps, those are definitely big shoes to fill. He was very knowledgeable with in, in the, just the public safety arena. His knowledge of um, 911 is really admirable, and I learned a lot from him. And I just have always felt a real um, compassion for the citizens of Porter County and a real calling. This is a professional calling. 911 is um, a very unique job as I'm sure you've probably figured out and it's it's interesting you can never really tell who's gonna fit into those shoes but um, I did and once I found that niche and I and I just really had a passion for it I have just my, my career has just taken off from there so I've spent my career here I've been educated the centers provided a lot of education um, providing a lot of the certification needed for the position and then just experience and obviously exposure to the agencies throughout the county so um, that's pretty much where my desire sprang from oh, sounds like it Sounds like your daily life is just like that TV show 911, right? Because that's that's very. I was told that was very accurate. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. <laughs> Actually, 
actually Andy wanted me to ask that question. That's no, why I threw it out Chicago there. they got Chicago Fire. they got a Chicago PD. they got Chicago EMS. Where's Chicago E911? That, that's the next show. I'm yeah. saying. How about right Porter now? County E911? Already heard it here. There you place. go. <laughs> it's funny you ask that because I think 911, we are the the people behind the, we're, you know, the man behind the curtain in Wizard of Oz. That's what the 911 community really is. I don't think people understand that the 911 center is the technological epicenter of the county. Everything starts there and really ends there. So you can imagine that we get a call, um, we're the first first responder, and then we, in turn, we, we spread it through the agencies needed to respond to that incident. And then we monitor that incident from behind the scenes, right? And then we close the incident out. So people don't really realize how integral and vital 911 is. We we're the wheels. We're the mm -hmm. wheels that keep the whole, you know, thing going. And if we're not greased well, yeah. it can be catastrophic. So we play a huge, huge role. And you're the technology intermediary where everything meets and kind of comes together. And, uh, you know, I, we had talked with uh, one of the officers we had on the show a few weeks ago about the, the old Tiburon system and upgrading to the new system and whatnot. And, mm -hmm. So it's it's really interesting. So tell us a little bit about the 911 center. Do you walk in and there's a bunch of TVs? Is there um, security cameras everywhere? Greg can probably answer this question. I can because I've been there several times, <laughs> Andy. I try to stay out of trouble, so I stay away from that facility. No. Well, I'll tell you about our new center. We're over at 157 now, and we're in the penthouse. About time. The penthouse. penthouse. Lovely <laughs> view. Lovely view, I'll yes. tell you. It yes. really is. It's about yeah. time we have the penthouse. Do they enlarge your windows? You got big windows? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We awesome. have, we but have you in your office, you got to stick on a ladder, right? Don't you have a little... No, actually. Oh, you, you changed offices? Yeah, I did. Oh. Good. Some sunshine. <laughs> I, 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 prefer, I prefer the light as opposed to the, to the, the dark the size of the room, right? So. And apparently, Greg does too. For those of you that can't wow. see him, this dude is super tan. He's wow. spent all weekend out tanning. I confirm that. He's very tan. <laughs> um, oh. So, we've been there since September last year, and it's just really a wonderful facility. I, I Were you part of the move? Were you with us? Yes. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. absolutely. So, I encourage anybody, if you haven't been there, to come see the, the facility. We, it's, we've expanded, obviously. The, technology continues to grow it's so fast-paced I can remember when I started my career and just the literally still using typewriters for some of wow. the things we had to do I, that ages me so I'm not Andy a typewriter is this little device <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> they're in museums now I but yeah, my career has, has grown quite a bit and technology's grown even faster. So I, I really think that Porter County is on the cutting edge. I think we've we've had directors that want to stay there and yeah. want to implement that type of technology so that we can be there um, the most effective way for our community. And Porter County really is that place to be. So we've been over there. It's a nice center. It's downtown Valpo. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, as far as screens in the... That's one of the things when you walk into the 911 center is kind of um, surprising to people. It really is like a movie, and you sit down at a council and you literally have six to eight screens. In my front goodness, of you. yeah, that's what so I would, that's what I would picture in my head. You know, yeah. that's what I was asking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. That's what it is. So um, that can kind of be overwhelming, but it's just a matter of training. Once you get accustomed to everything, that everything has its place and its function and. And training is not a quick process, right? I it's mean, that's not. not something that happens overnight. That's something that takes, what, a couple months, six, six months? Six months, yeah. generally. Yeah. Wow. And six months is a good trained. turnaround, which we've really? cut that down in the past probably three, four years. We've cut it down from right around a year to six months. Wow. So um, that's been just a real center effort. We've had a lot of collaboration with the CTOs, who are the certified training officers of our center. And the previous training coordinator, and then the you know our the first training coordinator who actually implemented the program, completely built out a training manual for the trainers, which certainly expedited training. It was necessary. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet, I bet, and that's got to be a pain to keep updated because your technology is constantly evolving and changing and stuff. But that's our next undertaking. We have to really modify it so that it reflects Premier One, the new CAD system mm -hmm. that we're going to. So. Mm -hmm. Are you guys constantly training? So is this a process where you're dispatching and training? You have someone listening to you? Or is it uh, something you do every couple months, uh, you know, maybe once a year? Or is it a constant, ongoing process? You know, because... With new hires, I'm sorry. I know you guys always were maintaining your training. Well, as far as new hires, yeah, that's the, that's where the route I was going to answer as well. Really, um, shortages, retention is a problem nationwide with 911 centers. So our staffing has, I can tell you that in 
my tenure with Porter County, we've, we've never been fully staffed, unfortunately. It's one of those things, I think there are definitely different contributing factors to that, and you know, we could go into analytics mm -hmm. like you couldn't imagine. I've read well, you a can talk about the mean council member that sits in front of you, Greg. Mm -hmm. Wow. No, I'm joking. He never said no. <laughs> I voted to give them raises every time, Andy. <laughs> I knew we were going to be friends, Greg. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just it's a challenging thing. I think the nature of the of the work itself, we're we're on one end listening to people daily in most mm -hmm. some of the most traumatic circumstances of their life. And then we're expected to turn around and just bounce back from that. So it does take a toll. There's been studies about PST, um, PS, PTSD, PTSD. I'm yeah. sorry, PTSD, mm -hmm. and it's. I think it's uh, uh, very relevant in in this. I industry. wouldn't have thought of that. That makes complete sense. I mean, obviously, it's going to affect you. But I, I guess mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's. Mm -hmm. Now, now, Deb, I heard a rumor that you can confirm or deny, but let's see. In the basement of the, when, when the 911 people get a lot of pressure and, and, and they're stressed out a bit, they go downstairs and play dodgeball. Is that true? Not that I'm aware of. But it's a thing we're starting up with. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, girl. Let's start a league. I guess, I guess dealing with stress now would be better than running around the roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and, That'd and be fun. It, they're, they're located in the old jail. Not the old, old jail, but the old, the mid-jail, would it be? Yeah, the second jail. Yeah, the second right. jail. Across yeah. from yeah. the memorial, or behind the memorial opera house, correct? Right. 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 Just to kind of let our listeners know what yeah. we're talking yeah. about here. So you mentioned earlier that um, people, you said, come by and see our facility. Is that an open invite to the public, or is the public not allowed? They need to check. That might have been for you, Andy, they since you've never been, been there. I don't know. She didn't invite me still, but. I am. I, we would like you to call first to try to schedule mm -hmm. something, because being in administration, we're in and out right. meetings, as you can imagine. And on the radio. Yeah, and on the radio, exactly. <laughs> but um, I do welcome the public. I think it's something that the, we don't get enough exposure. People don't understand. And to get a real glimpse right. into what we do, what I think would open up the eyes of many people who have no idea that we're we're more than glorified secretaries and we're more than just call oh, I, I wouldn't even call you a secretary. That That's like... Way you could weigh so much more, you know. Well, thank um, you. The amount of training they have to know, they have to have some. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but EMT training or some understanding of basic first aid and, and oh. things like that. See now, well, I'm gonna. And as I'm looking at this, I we had a, a woman on the other day um, talking about Women in Bloom, and that's a, an organization in town, a nonprofit that helps women advance in various helps and stuff. And 911 is a very heavy female orientated job i'm mean, not that it has to be but it just seems to be that way right so that might be something that uh they might be because you were always looking for people and recruiting and stuff getting involved in an organization like that so that more people in our community can know that you have opportunities here and i don't know is there a reason why there's more women um is there is there something about the job patient. that guys are patient well guys can be i guess i, I saw that movie you. there's a movie out with some guy on 911 he's to, but i was but just joking but i mean yeah. it probably has something to do with but i don't know but maybe patient. yeah i, uh, I guess that's that'd be an interesting study and i've seen um it is true maybe it's just something that society has just maybe grown accustomed to more so than necessarily the the ability to do the job because I have seen phenomenal dispatchers both genders mm -hmm. and really I mean the thing about this industry is it's difficult to I liked your idea about recruiting mm -hmm. and we're actually trying to develop a recruitment committee so that we can try oh. to figure out different ways innovative ways and brainstorm together to figure out how we can really bring people in um, but it's something that is very you have to have a particular set of skills. I sound like the movie Taken, you know. But I, say, I have a special. Liam set of Neeson's sitting right next to me now. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> and really, it is. And you can you can try to pinpoint it and pigeonhole these things and have these hmm. these identifying characteristics, but it really is a matter of can you do it in the chair? And one thing I've learned throughout my tenure is you need critical thinking. And critical thinking is not something, especially at this age, when you're young, I think people develop their critical thinking skills. When she's talking about age, you're talking about Greg. Wow. Just throwing that out there. Can I just, can I just yeah. Google my critical thinking skills? <laughs> Won't that help? <laughs> I wish it were that easy. I really do, because we would probably not have the difficult time we have over attention. But, yeah, critical thinking is one of those things you find out when you're in the chair and you're, you're behind the hot mic and you figure out, can they really handle this kind of stress and pressure? And... 
if you can, you'll excel. If you struggle there, it's going to be a hard road to really. Can you simulate that anyway, or do you, do you simulate that? Like a, somebody wants to come in and says, hey, I was thinking about this opportunity. Is there some way that you can, in a five or 10 minute, okay, sit at this chair, I'm gonna ring this phone, you answer it, and I'm gonna go through some kind of a script and see how they react? Um, well, we do have, when we recruit and when we hire, we send out what's called critical. And it is a customized test to any interested applicant that we feel best reflects the responsibilities they'll be tasked with daily. Um, we have mapping, we have call taking, we have um, just different, uh, so, and you try to assess their critical thinking through that, but it's a very controlled environment as you can imagine. So I'm sure that you can probably assess where they are on a scale, I mean, whether or not they're going to be just abysmal or whether or not they have potential. But to really know if they can handle it, they, they're going to they're have to be thrown in those kind of situations daily. Because in the 911 center, I can tell you honestly that there are times throughout my career that I've asked, what is this? I've gotten calls. I had a 911 call from, from a woman who was just frantic, screaming. And when I was finally able to get out what's going on there, she was livid because her furniture had not been delivered. Oh! So that's a real call. So we have... We Andy, why did you do that? Yeah. I sound a little high pitch. Gosh darn it, Andy. <laughs> so we have, I mean, it's just, we, we, we run the, such a spectrum of you just don't know what you're going to get. And so you've got to be able to be quick on your feet. And you got to have it in the heat of the moment, I think, because if it's actors are portrayed you're going to be a little more calm than if someone calls you and said hey my son's laying there and lost his leg or something you know the stress so you talk about critical thinking mm -hmm. that um i guess is is awesome but you also like you mentioned how do you do that under stress and and some people just collapse and i know i've seen it in, in my job with dispatching semi trucks which is completely there's not an episode that we don't hear about andy and his dispatching by the way yes, yes. just wait for the lights the christmas lights will we'll come soon the christmas lights <laughs> it'll be after the haunted section or haunted, uh, but i'm just saying that you, you see people that just can't handle stress you know they've got a driver on the phone and a flat tire and they're dealing with all the stuff so I can only imagine with, with your stuff where it actually takes training involved with, you know, knowing to put uh, something over their mouth or whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. health-wise. Or maybe you're not putting it over their mouth. I don't know what it is, but you have to manage the wound. All right, Greg, shut up. Exactly. You, ha you have to be able to um, effectively decompress. And I think that if you can find somebody who can make it through training and understand that it, our training is very thorough, so I'm very proud of our center for that. So we have provided them with that. And if they can just resort to that, then they'll, you know, they'll have those moments where they can decompress. I mean, I've been through, I could tell you countless calls that I've experienced where it's just in the heat of the moment, I'm just, it's almost autopilot. I'm doing this, I know what I have to send, I know when I have to send them, I know how many I have to send. And then afterwards, it's just a look around like, what just happened? And um, you know how many to send? Are you saying how many different officers? Like you, officers, you I mean, guys control yeah. that too. Well, it's not just the call over the radio and they go. It's, no, I mean it's uh, well, they a lot of them. I mean it's when you have something hot like that, you're going to have people who automatically jump in without our prompting. But initially, you know, we have fire that we need to respond. We need to send EMS. We need to send police. We need to send if it's a large incident, contacting outside agencies, perhaps for mutual aid. So these are all the things behind the scene that we have to quickly assess mm -hmm. and um, it's pressure. You Are know, you typing this as they're telling you oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, you're and, typing, And is yeah. that message going out, or is it just notes in your system at this point? Um, well, it really depends. We have, you can enter a call at any time. So if there's something in progress, our training enables someone to get the basic information. We always verify location because that's the most important. Even if we don't know what's happening, we can get somebody headed that way. And then we, we generally try to get a call type in there, a disturbance, a fire, whatever the emergency is, and then we start sending them. And you can continue to add these notes as you go. And obviously in progress calls, if we have the luxury of staying on the phone with callers, we'll do so to update our officers as they're en route, get them as much officer safety or responder safety information as we can. Um, but sometimes you can imagine it's just get them here and they hang up. And so oh. it's a matter of trying to call back. It's really just, it's a negotiation technique almost mm -hmm. from the very first 
And it's a very unique perspective that we have and a unique position that we have as 911 dispatchers. Well, how do you know if you're talking with somebody, they're asking for help, you're sending the help, they hang up on you, and then you can't get them back on the phone. Now what? Well, we have different call types. So we have like an unknown, a lot of times we can we can detect if it's a disturbance. So we'll put that call type in or unknown problem or a 911 hang up. And then we'll try to put as much as we possibly can just from uh, 911, there's there's a skill associated with 911 dispatchers called active listening. So a lot of times when you are taking calls, you'll get information from someone. It, you've probably been heard of or been familiar with the phone call where someone calls for pizza, mm-hmm. but they're really not calling. I've for seen pizza. that on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, that is a perfect example of active listening. We're able to detect something's wrong here. And then it's our job to decipher the information they provide to us, perhaps enable them through maybe just a code mm-hmm. to, hey, you know, do you want, if, if you tell me you want pepperoni on the pizza, if somebody's there with a weapon, you know, right, right. Pepperoni, things like that. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's quick on your feet. So that's, that involves the skill of active listening, which is vital in this too, because there's so many things going on behind the scene that we, we are not privy to visually. Mm-hmm. So we have to be in tune. Now, is that something that, that you expect your people to have that skill before they apply? Or is that something that you teach? You found a good candidate, and now you realize that they need a little extra help in certain skills? Yeah, I think that to have that coming in, you're ahead of the game. That's great. Mm-hmm. And there are people that sit down in the chair that I've watched throughout my career that I'm like, that that is a natural. If there's ever a natural in a right. one dispatching oh. position, I've seen that. But it's seldom. So all of these things you do have to kind of learn and be trained to do. We have dual listening. You can imagine when you're on a phone call and your responders are speaking to you through the, through the radio, you have to be able to listen to your caller as well oh, as goodness. respond to your... <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. This is a lot of multitasking. This is ADHD extraordinaire here. It's yeah. really, really wow. easy. Yeah. And, so, um, and by staying calm while you're talking to the other people on the line and not work them up, because I'd be like... Just wait a second. I'll be right back with you. He would be a bad dispatcher. I know this. So we do, yeah, there's lots of different things that um, that are that compile and, and make up a, a 911 dispatcher, a good 911 dispatcher. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, to, to be honest with you, I think the most important skill that I found is a servant's mentality. I mean, I really believe that. If you come into this and you maintain the... You maintain your composure and your understanding that I'm here in this controlled climate. You know, I've got air conditioning when it's hot. I've got heat when it's cold. What I, what can I do for those people that are going there to be the hands-on for those people that are in need? So that's a huge thing that I tried to always as a training, you know, when I was the training coordinator or during my time of training, really try to instill in the new people. If you can maintain that, then we can train you the other, other things you need. That sounds great. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and take a break here. We are listening to WVLP Community Radio, uh, 103.1 FM. Uh, This is Porter County Buzz. You can catch us at Buzz, 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 yes. (laughs) You can catch us at PCBuzz103 at Yahoo.com. I am Greg Sims, co-host Andy Bozak. With a Z. Thank you. Yes. That's that's why the buzz is in there. See, he's one of the Zs. And then uh, Debbie Gunn from uh, the E911, Porter County. One Porter of County our, Central Communications. Oh, my Central God. Central you were, you were actually really listening there. to that. I am shocked. Oh, wait. He wrote it down. I can see it right there. He's cheating. He's cheating over there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, awesome, fascinating stories. Um and and we're talking about the what it takes to be one. Now, how old do you need to be? Uh, somebody out there might be saying, hey, I might uh, want to do that. How old? 18, 21? I'll tell you what, we, we've lowered our, our entry level, and we actually hired a girl straight out of high school. This has been a couple years ago, and she's an amazing dispatcher. For wow. Us. So um, she actually had a little bit, I think she went through the criminal law vocational that's offered by Wheeler. Yes. So she had a okay. little bit of understanding oh, coming that's in. Cool. But really no dispatch experience and she was phenomenal so sometimes I find actually that the younger the better because they're agile and I think also coupled with that hmm. maybe 
when you get older, of course you slow down, but I think when you get older, you're more prone to consider the cost of your decisions and weigh out those decisions, probably from experience, right? Young people have that mental acuity that's just like, I'm doing it, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and that's almost what well, you need sometimes yeah. in dispatch. Cool. You know, if you, if you train them well, then we, we, we train them to trust your instinct. Is you this know. lady still with us? She sure is. That's awesome. So where do you guys lose employees? Like we hear from the jail that they or they lose employees to the sheriff a lot. Are you, do you lose them to other law enforcement agencies or is it, where do people go? Are they stay in 911 dispatching? Just different communities? They become trucker dispatchers, they don't they? <laughs> you know, um, I think it's probably a, a mix. I've seen people go to different agencies. Um, and I've seen people leave the industry entirely. So there's different things that okay. contribute to that as well. We obviously have a very arduous schedule. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Don't you work 12s or something? Yeah, we work 12. Well, 12, the 12 hour schedule, I'll be honest with you, I'm a fan of uh -huh. because you do. On the flip side, you get a lot of time off during a year. Mm -hmm. You're there for 12 hours straight, but then I think it averages out to 60 plus days off a year more. Oh, okay. So that's kind of that's kind of a, a nice, you know, oh, perk God. of it. And so it's like 7 in the morning? Is that when they, uh, what time does that shift they start? Flip, don't they, though? Well, it's 6 30 to 6 30. So it's oh, 6 okay. a.m. to p.m. and then uh -huh. p.m. to a.m. Gotcha. And the okay. schedule actually, it's with the schedule that we've adopted now every other weekend you have a three-day weekend so Ooh. if you work hmm. for example fun. Wednesday and Thursday you're off Friday Saturday and Sunday and then the next week is your flip long week you know mm -hmm. Monday and Tuesday you're on Wednesday Thursday off Friday Saturday Sunday you work but it does you know it, it does balance out just get every other weekend off when you're in a 911 industry is kind of unheard of really oh yeah. and you guys have a workout center or available something in the sheriff's office are you used yes, to or you absolutely. still have that i shouldn't broadcast if you don't um, well the sheriff has been kind enough to op leave that open to us so he's allowed us access to that i don't know if anyone's utilized it i'm sure they have because it's a great perk though yeah. Yeah. yeah sure is yeah. he never offered it to me as you can tell i work out a lot there's a reason why andy <laughs> So, <laughs> keep me out of there, I get it. Um, Maybe it's that pink shirt throwing me off today. I don't know what it is. I wore it for you to match your skin tone. But then you tanned on me. I think you look pretty buff, mm -hmm. Thank you. No, thank you. I'll take that. Wow. Because <laughs> you see, all I work out, I do is my mouth. <laughs> so, uh, prior to you, there was Tony. So, I, uh, what are you building off of? Or what is the next step for this Porter County Central Communication Center? What, do, what is... Where do you want to see it go? What's your plan? Um, well, the sky's the limit. I have a lot yeah. of different things I'd like to do. Right now, obviously, as you talk to the officer who is here, we're transitioning to P1. So um, the, our go live date is, is in the fall and we're preparing ourselves. You know, we're, we're ready to do that and we're trying to prepare the agencies that we serve as well so that everyone is, is ready to go when it's hot. And so that's a big undertaking. Um, we're going to our next big project beyond that will be fire station alerting, which I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's actually just an audible, it's kind of like uh, automated uh, dispatching. So fire stations will get almost like a, an Alexa, you know, in their, in their stations when they receive tones. Hmm. So that's going to be our next project that we plan on working on. Do some on. of them have that? Like, are you talking like announce was what the call is? Yes, or what? yeah. Right now, you know, we do it all. Oh, that's you guys yes. talking on the radio. Okay. Yes, okay. yeah. But we're, we're going to implement fire station alerting, which will... You hit a button and it goes? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like that. So, and there are, I know that Lake County uses it. Um, so we're just right now in the kind of the experimentation and and are you uh, having buy-in from fire departments because is there a cost involved for them or is it a cost for you or us as a county well um that's probably going to be negotiated as we go to the table more with you know what what's coming up but i think it, it, it could probably be um a collaborative financial okay. effort i think mm -hmm. um but yeah i, I didn't put you on the spot no, 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 i didn't that's know okay. that's okay yeah <laughs> it's something that um was talked about years ago i know that they're on board with it so it's just going to be a matter of really figuring out who we want. We're probably going to have some demonstrations at the center or wherever That'd we can, cool. and we'll decide which company we'd like to go with, but it's, it's in the works already. All right, that's a positive thing. I know a few years ago the biggest uproar was the silent dispatch, but from what I've heard, people have bought into that now and, and realized that it's helpful. Have you seen positive, negative, or? Um, hmm. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> we can back this question up because I didn't mean yeah. to put you up. Time for another station <laughs> <Yes>. identification. <laughs> you know, I, I can speak from a dispatcher perspective, and and I know that you'll you'll get different takes on this topic. Um, I again, kind of um, segueing from 
my idea of the fact that we're servants in this, mm -hmm. I look at it and think the less time a responder has to spend doing any of the technical work on their end on their own, the better for them. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. So if they're putting in stops, which some of them love doing, and that's great, and what it do you does mean stops. That means they're traffic stops. Okay. Yeah, a silent, a silent traffic. So they love that about it, and they're and they're you know I don't fault them for that, but I feel like if we we if we have control over that, that's that's less time away from the road, less time away mm. from the individual that they're stopping. Mm -hmm. We have, there's a couple of technical issues on our end that I think are beneficial regarding that. But again, these are things that these agencies have adopted and they feel, you know, works with the flow of their, the way they do things. So we're, we're obviously pliable, we're adaptable. We'll go with what they want. Oh, so I, I guess one of the next <laughs> questions that I would have, uh, you know, and I, I, we talked about it on the last show, but there's two Porter County, well, there's only one Porter County dispatching centers, but there's two agencies that dispatch in Porter County. You have you guys, and then Chesterton and Porter, it's actually Porter, right? Chesterton and Porter together, yeah. They yeah, but it's in Porter. Right? Yes, yeah. correct, yep. So how's your relationship with them? How do you guys interoperate? Or? Um, very, I think we work very well together. We're, we're very close. Um, that's another thing, probably a hot topic. I'd, yeah. I'd love to see them to come on board. But you know what? They have a unique perspective there, too. They have that small town um, mm -hmm. atmosphere, which from my experience, there's good and there's bad with both, right? There's mm -hmm. benefits and, and to Because there is a slowdown in the call, because if they call 911 from Chester and Porter, and it's minuscule, but they're calling you guys. That's right. And then you're transferring them there. That's right. So, I mean, there is positives and negatives as well. That's right, yeah. I think financially, there's probably a benefit for them to get on board as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that, you know, finances aren't always the determining factor in things we know. But we have great relationship with them. I mean, a lot, a lot of our dispatchers work part time there. Oh, so, yeah, um, at Chesterton and Porter. So I, I would say it's a phenomenal working dispatch. So, I've met a lot of them through training too that work there, and they're wonderful people. When you do a system upgrade like you're talking about doing now that we're going to be going live in a few months with, is that something they have to do as well? Absolutely, the whole or, county. So you guys have to be. Who makes the decision, or do you have to talk to them and work through who's going to make that decision, or is it always us, or us as the county, not you? Um, you mean <clears throat> actually the technology? Yeah, yeah. Who well, chooses? We kind of had. I, I think that, to be honest with you, I believe that the the bottom line final decision was was most on the 911 center in Porter County. Okay. Um, I wasn't part of that, but we were also, we were all invited to the demonstrations. There's a lot of different CAD systems out there. Uh -huh. There's a couple that we could have gone with, um, but we chose Motorola. So what people don't understand is when we change CADs, we obviously change our technology within the dispatch center, but every single responder also has to change their technology so that it interfaces it all interfaces with ours. Yeah. Exactly. We can't have them using Tiburon while we use Premier and One. And that is right. computer automated dispatch? dispatch that's correct. Is that right? Yes. Oh, yes, I got another acronym today. He wrote that down too, everybody. Right, go home now. He did. <laughs> so we, um, we've opened our center to training and we have, you know, we initially as dispatchers were trained on CAD. We've had RMS training. We've had crystal reporting training. We've had mobile training. So Motorola has coupled with us and we've done this train the trainer program where we have select individuals from the agencies come in and it's all been done at our center at Porter County and they've done whatever training is applicable to their discipline. And it's, it's amazing to really see behind the scenes just how, it would have been nice that the community could have seen just really how important 911 Center is. We are the, we're the hub. You know, we are the hub of that wheel and, and without us, think about it. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to put, wear the shoes of a police officer, especially in the climate that we live mm -hmm. in now. But imagine if you did not have dispatch. Where would, where would even a call? I'll tell you where not to call. We we had a fire at our business. It's a trucking company. I'll bring it up again. Are you a dispatcher? We actually at a, at a, at a trucking company. <laughs> they dialed nine one one three times, two times. I'm sorry, in the last three weeks, we've had the police at our facility. But this was a, a year ago, and um, so we had a little fire in the facility. And our midnight dispatcher decided it wasn't a big fire, so he decided to call the fire department direct, and it caused a huge uproar. One of our um, people that worked for us was an um, assistant fire chief out of Porter. 
And he called us and he was like, why are you guys calling the fire station direct? Like, you have to call 911 to have it dispatched properly. So just a little tidbit of advice. <laughs> Don't be calling the fire station direct. Call 911 if you have a problem. <laughs> but you see, well, and, and weird, there's some logic to that because if it's a non-emergency for police, they don't go through 911, they call the police station, don't they? Well, everything rings with us. We take admin calls and, and 911. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. Harbor Police after hours, it goes to 911. But, but during hours, would it go to the yeah. Harbor Police? Yeah, but I think they still Burnt. want you to yeah, call But them. they would still notify us. If, if they needed a response from an officer, if it was anything outside administrative that they could handle on their station, they'd notify us and we would dispatch an officer. Or the officer would notify us as well that, you know, hey, I, I've been notified from my clerks that I'm going mm -hmm. en route to this. So we're, we're part of that puzzle. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Now, when, when the other dispatch center up in Porter, do you train them for, for you know, like they're going to hire somebody. Does that go through your training and then they get put there or they do their own? I believe they do their own. With CAD training that we've just had, we, we trained them. Um, they don't do any 911 dispatching. So we dispatch all fire and medics throughout the entire county. Um, they dispatch for just police emergencies. Oh, so just that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, didn't know that. Reporter police officers okay. are dispatched through them. So they don't have to do EMD and EFD, what we're required to do when we take when we send out, um, you know, hmm. fire or, or medics. Okay. Who's in charge of their 911 center? Is that their police chief or is it, do they have a director as well? Um, you know, that's a good question. I'm sorry, I don't have the answer. I'm not really sure. Oh, you're new to the gig. We're just asking questions. <laughs> you get a couple mulligans. There's, there's a lot of things I don't know. That's correct. <laughs> that is true. Shut up, <laughs> I'm sure I'll meet them. I'm sure I'll meet them. No, I haven't had an opportunity to meet her. That's, you know. But actually, I've been to that center because my son, when he was a police officer back in the day, when he'd wear this police And he'll show you pictures. I've got pictures. <laughs> um, that's, we went and toured that facility, too, so it's kind of interesting. It's, you know, my son was really into it. I'm not allowed to talk about it, apparently. <laughs> Greg! Wow, well, he's no Mandalorian, but that's okay. It is great, it is great topics for conversation, isn't it? I mean, if there's one thing that public safety will always give us, it's talking points. Yeah. Always. You know, if it's, if it's an incident that we were part of, or if it's, you know, just the climate of public safety overall, there's nothing dull about it. <laughs> so how are you liking the job so far? I love it. And you've been on it, what, four weeks now, three weeks? No, I've been on it for, um, this is actually my second full week. Oh, I thought you had been on it. So we met her, I met her the first time at the county council meeting yeah. last week. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, the one you showed up to. Oh, yeah. I got the oh, You're the one that misses it. <laughs> one in three years. Well, that's one more than Yeah. <laughs> you know what, it's like, um, Sorry, I met with the sheriff <laughs> yesterday, and the sheriff had a good analogy for for me to use. He said, so you're drinking from a fire hose right now, aren't you? Yeah. And I am. That is exactly what it feels like. But um, But you wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't. You're excited. You're, oh, you're, yeah, you're fascinated. Yeah. She said, wait, did you tell her she had to be on the show or did she just say yes voluntarily? Actually, I don't remember. We'll go voluntarily. <laughs> See, you even step it up there. No, but well, she, yeah, she did say, when, when can we be interviewed? Yeah, that was a yeah. good conversation. Well, yes, proactive. Well, She's very proactive. And for those that don't know, Greg's in charge of all of our guests. I handle our social media. He handles all the guests. So if you want to be on the show, contact Mr. Sims. That's right. Sims. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or if you have suggestions, too. Because actually, it's really close. You want to do another station to identify? Sure, WVLP 103.1 FM. Uh, Porter County Buzz on Community Radio. And, um, well, oh, I forgot our oh, sponsors. Oh, my goodness. I am remiss if I don't say the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Chequick Lodge number 56, located in downtown Valpo. Uh, they do a lot of wonderful things in the community, give any, away bikes. Any bike giveaways coming up? Uh, I gave away one yesterday, but uh, the last the last one was supposed to be past Saturday, but it rained, so it was wow. rained out. So the next one will be next month, the third Saturday of June. Oh, oh June. Well, that's this month. Yeah, this month. The next week? <laughs> no, it's the first week in June. Oh, my God. These teachers, man, once they get on their summer break, they get crazy no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say teaching. That would imply that you actually teach people things. I just, <laughs> I just babysit. Well, he is wearing his Washington National shirt today. That's right. He just got back from Washington, what, two weeks ago? So Last week. Was it last week? Yeah. What about the time? 
Yeah, and weeks. and yeah, it was really hot. So I yeah, I got tanned. Um, yeah. <laughs> so are you looking some up? Yeah, oh, uh, June eighteenth is the next bike giveaway for the uh, Independent Order Vaudevilles at the uh, the the New Hope Living Hope Church uh, right across from the fairgrounds in Valpo, the old fairgrounds. And and if anyone needs a bike, I I gave away one yesterday and a couple the day before. So if you need any bikes, you can always give us at uh, PCBuzz103 at yahoo.com. I can answer that. Or just uh, get my information off of Facebook and I'll be happy to to set you up. Because there was a person looking for a bike that I tagged you on Facebook and I think you were able to help them out. They were trying to get to and from their job. Yes. That was awesome, man. It's it's interesting you said that because that was the bike I dropped off yesterday was a young kid in town who uh, lives in a hilltop right down the street from here and he needed a bike to go to go to work dude. i mean i don't like you but you're such a good guy yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> this is the way yeah. and our guest today you gotta, yeah that reminded me. yeah she's going what is going on here we just hijacked our own show i guess <laughs> we're very professional here. <laughs> it's fun it's fun i'm enjoying myself <laughs> but uh our, but you're quiet and our guest today is miss debbie gunn with the yes. uh, porter county central communication center e911 center and she's our new director there. Uh, two weeks in the job, she was stating. So we appreciate her coming on and being put under under the microscope. And she's still here. floating. I, I had to have a rope tying her down a little bit. She's still floating on air with this opportunity. I really am. See, I told you. Depending on you the thought show, I was joking. Went, she could have given her two weeks at the end. So I'm hoping positive thoughts. No, it's awesome. It, it's it's you know what I'll tell you what from a councilman perspective, um, and I can't speak for Andy, but uh, I'm sure you can. I'm it sure is it is so nice to have excitement from a department head, you know, so en- enthused and um, right. Would oh, you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She came to the meeting. She's come sat, sat up front. Yeah. You know, she yeah. wasn't shy. No, <laughs> the hot seat was no big deal. Oh, yeah. she turned it around. <laughs> I felt nervous when she was in front I of guess us. I guess I'm going to sit behind the mic as long as I have. <laughs> See, you know, perpetually, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. See? So that's what's it's so cool. And and we've talked about this. It's an unbelievable community we live in, you know, Porter County. And you live in Porter County? I do. I live in Counts. See? Oh, oh. Nice. Oh. Well, that's okay. Uh, they always beat us in baseball. I forgot I can't talk about baseball either. That's right. you guys. Chesterton, Duma, Diamond. Okay, but from Washington Township perspective, know you know, you that would you be. Guys, we beat you. But it's part of East Porter County. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. We beat Washington a couple times. <laughs> and she's even wearing couch colors. <laughs> what the heck? I'm wearing Washington colors. Oh, yeah. Or Portage. My son plays baseball for uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have to be a fan. That's All right. Awesome. So what do you like? I mean, what you, now that you're into this thing, what are you liking about your day-to-day part of your job? I mean, is there anything that kind of stands out or is it all the same? No, no, it's not all the same at all. It is, it, there's so much I'm learning. I think I love that. I'm, I'm learning things that I didn't know I didn't even know, you know. Actually, it's kind of funny, but I, I'm just, obviously, as you can imagine, I'm inundated with emails. Yeah. So I'm just, it, that's a task in itself, just trying to weed out what is pertinent, what's not. I actually created a... I shouldn't even say this on this radio show, probably you're going to lose faith in me, but I created a folder in my inbox that is, what is this? <laughs> what is this? And they honored to write Greg's email. I'm going to say, I thought Andy's was in there. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Uh-huh. So, but, um, and I've learned so much. You know, I pull something out and I take it here. Who's going to help me with this? Who can, who can teach me about this? Do you still this? have so, a number two? Because I know Tony had, and I forget her name. It's escaping me. Uh, a number two administrative yes, assistant. Yes, Paige. Paige, Paige there you go. Yes. yes. Yeah. I met her at the Christmas party, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. We were there. Sure. I was there. Party. Yeah. Well, you had a couple beers, bro. No, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Paige is incredible. Yes, Paige, is, Paige has a lot of dispatch experience and knowledge, and I think she brings to the table. I've talked to her about it. We're, we're yin and yang. I think we complement each mm-hmm. other. So far, I've just really loved working with oh, her. So, awesome. And we're both so excited about it, so that's always encouraging. When you've got somebody who, who has a vision like you do, I mean, I feel like really the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I think she'd make a great 911 dispatcher. It's, it kind of stinks to hear that you're not doing that uh, anymore because she's got a great voice for it, a great attitude, and a great. I mean, like, and, and it's like Andy. Andy's got a great, great face for radio. You know, <laughs> you've got a great voice. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I still feel welcome. <laughs> so, are you still doing any dispatching, or kind of? You know, um, I could. Yeah. I mean, I know the system. I've gone in there since I've been in this role for the past couple of weeks. I haven't, but I did kind of augment shortages when 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 it was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, which 
that was one thing that when I when I left the floor, I kind of missed. Yeah. I mean, you know, you never know what you're gonna get. I always had I I helped deliver a baby. Wow. Yeah, I helped deliver. Okay, so explain that one. That's uh. That was, so the call came in. Story. And. And so this was back when I first started my career. So you might remember the blizzard of March of '98. Oh, that's yes, right after we moved here. It was horrible. I thought you were gonna say it was right after you were born. Oh, it been. You don't even remember. <laughs> and I had a call from somebody who, fortunately, this was her, her fourth child. So they were they were kind of seasoned, They're right? They knew. And I walked them through it, delivered the baby. You know, ambulance ended up getting there, healthy baby boy. What was cool was that they came to the center afterwards, and I wow. got to meet the baby. Oh. So those are the good stories. Is there any? Is the baby named Debbie? No, Ooh, no, no. no it's Gun. Gun. <laughs> Gunner. Gunner. That would work. I have not. Uh, I have not yeah, that was prior to moving to Michigan, but yeah, that was such an experience. Wow. And then you know you have you have the incredibly opposite ends of the spectrum calls as well that all stick with you forever too, you know. But um, it is definitely an exciting job. It's, yeah, I could imagine, especially dealing with people like Greg calling in. I don't call. I've never, now, now knock on wood, I've never had anyone <laughs> call 911. Well, not on purpose anyways. There's a couple times where I hit my phone and I'm like, oh, crap. You know, one time when they didn't deliver your furniture on time. Yeah, so that was Greg. How did, I can't believe you figured out it was me. <laughs> see, and I'm always iffy, like, on, on different things. So, you're driving down the road and you see someone swerve off the road. You can totally tell they're probably intoxicated. Is it okay to dial 911 or should you be yeah. dialing the do you ever, I mean, besides that lady going frantic about the furniture, is there any time when a call comes into 911 and you go, you really, this is really not a 911 call? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, it happens all the time, but our responsibility is not to make that judgment call. So we can know. I mean, there's plenty of times, you, you know, you learn in this industry, in this business that this is not legitimate, you know, but... That's not for me to say. That's for a professional who responds to that individual to determine how that should be handled ultimately and closed out. So we take the calls and we give the calls out. And mm. that's the, that's there's a kind of a luxury involved in that, as you can imagine, because it removes liability from us. You know, we don't we don't ever. And I encourage everybody. It doesn't matter what you think. First of all, we are indifferent, right? That's we have to be. We have to be compassionate and indifferent. And if we can remain that way and professional. Give that call out, let the, let the officers make that determination, and then we're out of that equation. Hmm. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, but is there, like, repeat callers where someone's yeah. calling for the same thing, so you kind of warn the officer, hey, it's uh, Bob calling about his hair again or something, you know? Yeah, yes, again? we do. Okay. We have our frequent flyers, and we all know them. <laughs> we all know them. But you know what? Officers, we have a good relationship with our officers, too, and they know hmm. the limitations that we're under, and they know the expectations that we have for our for the dispatch center. And so... You know, we don't we don't get pushback from them regarding oh this is the fourth time that you know they've called and now I've got to go back out there. They're they're very accepting of mm -hmm. that and they go do their jobs too. That's great. No, that's what we would expect, I think. Right. Well, they, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, because you never know. You know, I mean, it could be something that starts out kind of seems mundane, but turns out to be holy crap. This was really uh, exactly. You know, something serious. Exactly. And so we never want that in our labs. We don't right. ever want that negligence in our labs. You mm -hmm. know, and so. You're right. Things you you really can't tell, and there are happen times too where you think that you've got something nailed. I get this. I know. I know what's going on behind the scenes here, and you're right. There's just so many different factors, contributing factors, and and outside influences that can really turn an incident, you know, at, the, mm -hmm. at a snap. So, our job: take the call, get as much information as we can, send out our officers, and, and keep them as safe as we possibly mm -hmm. can. Do you guys ever have police officers that get mad at you for something or no, fired? That never happens. <laughs> that never happens. Well, I, just, I was just curious. I mean, that's because you guys are in the heat of the moment. They're in the heat of the moment. You know, you see things on Facebook like, tell Joe to stop keying up that damn mic, you know, stuff like that. But We do. I mean, we, we irritate them sometimes. They irritate us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just that working relationship, especially yeah. everything. It's an elevated, tense, yeah. pressure-filled yeah. situation. So you know how we respond in those situations anyway. You know, the, the slightest thing will, will. And sometimes, too, it's just an innocent, almost a venting. We're comfortable with, with each other. So, you know, you're, we're going to take it out <laughs> on each other. So mm -hmm. it's not always that way. Like I said, we have really good relationships. Yeah. And I suppose that even in that scenario, you can see how the relationship that has been established leads mm -hmm. to that, that level of comfort. Sounds like a dodgeball tournament. Yeah. Is that 911 versus. This? I don't know. This is amazing. The council. 911. No. Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, because we got you on our team. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> oh, you just got that. I was just listening. No, you know what? When I was in D.C. this past week, um, D.C. is a phenomenal city in regards to their recreation. They have dodgeball tournaments. They have kickball. Kickball. Really? Um, wiffle ball. Softball. Oh, I love that. It's it's an There's unbelievable dodgeball league in Chesterton at the Boys and Girls Club. Well, maybe we need to do a, a Porter County Department. I don't know if my wife could take it. I could be down for two months, man. Uh, there may be something related to the highest population of politicians involved with the highest population of recreational. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's probably going Nancy there, Pelosi with a dodgeball. That'd be interesting. <laughs> But uh, but anyways, yeah. So besides that, so what else is going on? Anything else? Anything new or exciting coming down the pipeline for nine one one? Or I have some ideas that I that I'd like to run with. Um, Can you talk about them today? As long as you don't run with scissors, because that could be bad. (laughs) Because he's a teacher. One of the things that I'd like to do for the center is um, create a position, a PIO dispatcher. We talked about a public mm-hmm. information officer dispatcher. I think that. And what would that person do? I think that they would do. They would. It would encompass a lot. I'd like them to be in charge of our Facebook, certainly. But then I'd also like them to. We we talked about it a little bit before we went live, and um, we talked about an incident where there was SWAT responded to, and. The follow-up to that was obviously there was community, a lot of the community had input on it, but there was a press release. And one of the things that I'll say I was disappointed was that dispatch wasn't mentioned. And it was inadvertent, you know, it was certainly inadvertent, Hmm. but I would like to see the PIO dispatcher insert themselves, if Mm -hmm. not reached out to, insert themselves into those situations and say, hey, listen, I, I want people to recognize the... Um, function that dispatch played in this and the contributions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I like well, that. I'd also lo- makes I'm sense. A- educating the public on what you guys do and who you are. You know. Yeah, and I'd also like to. We did it for a little while, and I'd like to continue it. Um, there was a time during our Facebook, the the Porter County 911 Facebook page, where it was a meet your dispatcher. I just so, remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, things like that. I'd like to do. I'd like to. You know, I remember Valpo Fire. Do you remember Valpo Fire during the pandemic? They had. Um, read a book to a child. Mm. Do you remember they did that no. during the pandemic? Uh-uh. I, maybe if we, you know, have the opportunity to do things like that, um, just get out there in the community regarding maybe parades or festivals, you know, and and just show the community the face of 911. Do you maybe have a person? This is a question that already works for you that would want to maybe pick up some extra hours and take on that role because I could see it being a full-time role, but I could also see it being a part-time role at first starting it out and, and advancing role. it. Right. I just just throwing it out there and I have no idea what your counsel would say cuz I heard they're all jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, right. The one from Center Township is pretty oh, good. He's a good dude. But, you know, District yeah, 3. That guy, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I'm we're tossing back some ideas back and forth how we want to create a job description for this. I think initially, because it's so new, maybe create a stipend to just a, a floor dispatcher mm-hmm. and, and allow them to um, get their feet wet and, and see where they can really take the position. But I kind of have ideas already that I've considered regarding the application process, you know. Wow. Um, so we'll see where it goes. It's like I said, it's so ground level right now. But yeah, social um, media can mean so many different things. I mean, you're going with the young kids and Snapchat. What's that other one? Twitter or whatever. <laughs> I know what it is. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> all that stuff. I mean, you got so many different social media th- programs yeah. anymore to cover. So that's awesome. What, what, else, I, what else you working with? Oh, I'm sorry. What, what about Debbie? Who is Debbie? There you go. Who am I? Yes. Um, well, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a Christian. My I've been married. A mother of how many? Three. Nice. Wow. Um, yes, my I'm, I've been married for 20 years this year. Wow! Yeah. Somebody yeah. just celebrated an mm-hmm. anniversary over there. I was gonna bring it up a great one. May 30th. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yes, and I've, I have three kids. My oldest actually, her graduation is tonight. Oh! oh. And you're joining us? Yes, I am. Wow! But um, she graduates from Cal's High School tonight. And you can mention her so yeah. she can hear it. Corinne Gunn. Corinne. Great job, Corinne. Congratulations. And she's going to Harvard and Yale? She should because she's way smarter than me. 
I'm telling you. <laughs> she's going to take she over 911. <laughs> she is so much smarter than me. That kid is, she's something else. And then I've got a son. I was telling you about Well, you realize kid. somebody had to teach that kid to be smart. So oh, obviously yeah. mom did something, something there. But most of it came from dad because he's, <laughs> oh. he's also brilliant too. Um, but so my son, he's going to be a senior next year at Pelts. And then my youngest, she's going to be a sophomore at Pelts. And he's so a baseball have, player on the, the team. That's he's awesome. a baseball player. He's a basketball player. And I think next year he might try his hand at volleyball too. What? He's tall. He's about 6'3". Wow. So, yeah, he's athletic. And then my daughter, my youngest daughter, Sarah Gunn, that's Jack Gunn, and my youngest daughter, Sarah Gunn, she's involved in volleyball. She is the social one of the group. You know, (laughs) she's just witty as can be, sharp as a tack. So, yeah, those are my three. What grade was she in? She's going to be a sophomore. Oh, she's a sophomore. Okay. That's awesome. And and where's your daughter that's graduating tonight? Where's she going to college? Actually, she's taking a year off, and she's going to intern with, I have a, my father-in-law is the director of an inner city children's ministry in Pontiac, Michigan. Wow. And so she's spending a year interning with that ministry. It's Mm. been there for 30 years, and they've expanded actually into Detroit. So she's going to do that. She's excited about it. It was either that, or I have a brother and sister-in-law who live in Durban, South Africa. She was going to intern there. Holy cow. Why don't we try Michigan? Let's, let's I agree with you, Mom. I oh, South Africa yeah. sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. You don't want your kid going that far. <laughs> <laughs> that's my baby. My baby, exactly. So four hours is too far as yeah. it is, but that's wow. what she's excited to do. Uh, that's cool. Good skiing. Yeah, there is. There's good skiing spots up there. That but is yeah, so cool. Me, and aside wow. from that, I, I love to hike and I love to cook. Those are my hobbies, I'd oh, say. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you, I'll tell you that. Thanks. And uh, what, what else you got? I mean, I love to hike too. I'm just not very good. Oh my at gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he loves to eat too. You can tell, you know. Just uh, that's true too. You I told you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it's the beer that drew this. <laughs> oh man, but uh, what else about nine one one that? Um, you see, like, uh, you wanted to get some community exposure, and you wanted to, uh, well, I, I guess for recruiting-wise, are there, like, videos that you have, like, you can show high school kids or career, um, you know, students in, in career classes or the, the even a career center? You know, we do have a video that we send out to interested applicants, but that's interesting you bring that up. That's That was talked about. It's one of those ideas we'd like to really explore. Mm-hmm. Um I think that we need more exposure. People see police officers every day. They see, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, when, when you're in school, um, what, what do most kids in school want to be? Or a lot of girls especially, they want to be teachers. Mm-hmm. Because, or nurses yeah, sometimes. Yeah, or nurses, yeah. Because they have that exposure, that firsthand exposure of those careers. Um, nobody has the exposure to 911. So mm-hmm. if there is a way that we can do that effectively, I want to do it because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is a really cool career. It really is. It's it is stressful. Uh, you know, it's tense at times, but it really is fulfilling. What's it's the not entry a, level pay? Is it decent? It's not bad. Yeah. It is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Once you're released, you're at, right now we're at a little over 47. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's so good. somebody could be 20 years old or even younger, making 47 thousand dollars. Can't beat it. Yeah, that's and that's not bad. In, you know, yeah. full days a week. Right. Well, three I mean, three days, four days off a week. Yeah. yeah. And think of all the areas that you can explore within that career. I was mm. always and still am, I guess fan isn't a really good word to use, but interested in active shooter training. So for myself, I was involved with, if you guys remember, there was a tabletop exercise at Ivy Tech. And then beyond that tabletop exercise, they had an actual reenactment. And those types of things are wonderful learning tools that this industry provides. So you can find lots of different niches within this discipline to expound on yourself. And the one thing about Porter County is we offer that training. And especially now that I think the pandemic has chilled out, we're mm-hmm. ready to really send mm-hmm. people out again so they can right. really explore and find out. There's so many different things. I have a girl that works at my center who's interested in um, like like peer support groups. So, you know, kind of in line with maybe, I know some of your passions, Greg, mm-hmm. and these are different ways mm-hmm. that you can really expand your career within 911 and take it as far as you want. So um, it, it really is how far you want to take it. Have you thought about, um, so like in kindergarten, you go to the police station or you go to the uh, fire station. That is cool. I Touch a truck. Pole. It was awesome. Yeah. But what about if you guys had kids come see your facility because they don't know what it is? Yeah, I, I'm all, I'm totally for that. Actually this year, the um, vocational center in Wheeler brought their <clears throat> brought their students oh, okay. to. Um, yeah. Um, I'm. I think his name's Ralph Eiler. I don't know if you know him. He's a teacher out there. 
he brought both of his classes in and they toured the center. Oh, I was cool. able to tell them a little bit about it and you know, really try to encourage people that, hey, this, this is something you might yeah. want to explore. Mm-hmm. Well, we have so many people that, have, that are in the chairs there and are dispatching that have degrees that maybe didn't find what they were looking for when they graduated and so maybe fell into dispatching or maybe had family members that were involved in public safety and opened that door to them. But it's, it's something that really, right now, you can get into without that college degree. You know? That's yeah, not have that bill. And there's a lot of people that that that's they want that, yeah. you know, and 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 at 47 starting, they can they can live on that, and uh, and there's room for growth, you, right? You know, I mean, if you right. want to be a dispatcher your whole life, mm-hmm. that that's where you want to be. But as mm-hmm. you can see, there's room to move up, and, and right. there's opportunities, and there's other f- ways you can go. And fork off of that, as she mentioned. Absolutely. <clears throat> so we're down to about the last minute. Is there anything you want Holy to cover? Holy moly, already? You good? Or you got anything you want to say? Well, I just want to say thank you for oh, thank uh, you. giving me this opportunity to introduce the, you know, your listeners to the 911 world. And, the and to you, Debbie Gunn. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel honored. Yeah. And I know that um, I hope that this has a good relationship with, you know, establishing a good relationship with you when they come and ask you for money. Oh! I don't know about all that, but I want to congratulate your daughter on her graduation one more time. <laughs> and uh, well, well, and, 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 and thank you uh, for, for listening. Uh, this is uh, WVLP 103.1 FM. You've listened to Porter County Buzz. And again, thanks to our sponsors at Independent Order Vod Fellows. Without them, we wouldn't be doing this. Uh, or we might, but we'd be paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, night, take care. <laughs>